This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Hi, Project. Welcome back to this episode today. We're going to talk about a somewhat controversial topic, but hopefully we can debunk some of your bad ideas around it. Are warm-ups essential? So we're going to get into that today. Before we do, guys, we have the best supplements on planet Earth every single day. True Protein, you've heard about it so many times uh, that you almost don't need to hear about it again. But what you do need to hear about is something a little bit different. And they're having an end of financial year sale, which applies to everyone in the world that can have protein shipped there. So yes, you guys listening in the US, this still applies to you as well. They are doing from the 8th of June to Monday, the 14th of June, which is going to stretch basically you know, just over a week. And with the chance for it to extend, depending on how successful it is, up to 70% off. And to give wow. you an idea, our code gets you up to 10% off or gets you 10% off. And this is going across their whole range. So all the products are affected. Not all are going to be 70% off, but some of them will. And they're going to fall in that range. Um, so we're very excited uh, to stock up as you guys should be as well. And I'll tell you what I'll add is that generally their products have a 12-month expiry. This has yeah, over 12 months. Yeah, so nearly all products. So you can't, you're not really in danger here if you just stock up. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely be stocking up if you're, I was you guys. So... Pump for that. You can just do that, guys, at those dates at trueprotein.com.au and then the mymuscleproject.com slash trueprotein for our usual discount if you guys want to grab that. Of course, as well, another company that supports the show that we absolutely love and the clothes that we wear on our back is the RecGen clothing. Now, they just finished Drop 2, Generation 2. Uh, the stuff is worlds better. So if you had Generation 1, Drop 1, you weren't super pumped with some of the stuff. It wasn't. It was kind of, you know, not... Not quite up to the usual standard you're expecting. Great, great fabrics, obviously, great design, uh, fits really well, but maybe not holding up to the workouts as you would have liked. Uh, they have improved all those different aspects. So better anti-pilling technology, uh, better cuts, better designs, better sizing, uh, just better overall. And so we're really pumped with how it looks and how it feels. And the clients that we give it to at Locker Room and at Creature, every single time, they go, what is this and where do I get it? Every single time. And the Oxy T, I'll tell you what, it's like it's not it's like not wearing a t shirt. It's so light. It goes all day with you. It doesn't stink. Uh, so I absolutely love that shirt. So you guys can check it out. The mymuscleproject.com slash recgen. That's R E C G E N. And you can check out uh, the discount that we've got there for you guys. Okay, so today, are warm ups essential? Obviously there's a, a lot of stuff that can go into this, but the answer really lies in a few different things. Um First, and probably the most important thing is what is the workout? I think that's really what most people get wrong. They look at it really black and white. They think, okay, I'm going into the gym to train today. Oh, I don't want to do a warm-up so they don't do a warm-up. But I think having done competitive CrossFit for so many years, what you realize is warm-ups can really kind of uh, set the tone and dictate the quality of a session. And so they are extremely important. But what a workout should look like, sorry, what a warm-up should look like and how it should play out really depends on the type of workout. Now, we have a formula that potentially is not a hard set-in-stone formula, but is useful from one of our old coaches, Luke Starr. Ralph, what is this formula? Well, this is really, it's a it's a formula for if you're going to do like conditioning training. Yeah. So if you have a workout where your heart rate is going to get elevated, then this formula works really well. And what it is, is you take the length of your workout uh, and you take that away from an hour. So if you have a, you're about to do a 20-minute workout, and you're about to go as hard as you can to get the most out of this workout. Really, that should be a 40-minute warm-up. And you do the math on that. Okay, if you're going to do like a three-minute workout, crazy high intensity, it's a 57-minute warm-up to get ready for it. Mm. But if you're going for 50 minutes or an hour, 
it's basically no warm-up needed to get your heart rate ready for this. Mm. You can just start. And intuitively, people know that, right? You yeah. kind of can get to the start of like a half marathon. No one's like, man, you've got to be like, you got to be drenched in sweat. Like, no, nah, you can just yeah. kind of turn up, yeah. grab the foot and get ready to roll, right? <laughs> grab that, that sneaky quad stretch, bounce around a little bit. And you could, and you can honestly probably set a PR in that. But yeah. if you were about to do like a 400-meter run, that would not go well yeah. by any stretch. And I think the good thing about that formula is what you realize is that most people under-warm up seriously for high-intensity activities. Yes. Now, that's probably the key reason he put that formula in is because, yeah, to order to reach peak intensity requires a long warm-up. Long warm-up. Long warm-up. And I remember because when we used to prep for open workouts, mm. man, we were warming up for hours. Yeah, it's a hours. long time. We have overdone warm-ups mm. for sure. But if you get it right, if you nail it and you find what's best for you, you, you find, firstly, it's way longer than you expected. But when you when you nail it, you feel so much better. Amazing. It's almost like, um, you know when I was at the perfect warming up that I did? Um, always remember it, right? So we did a CrossFit comp way back in the day, 2000 and when we just opened the gym, so 2014. And uh, it was in Perth, if you remember that mm. one. Do you remember yeah. what it's called? Uh, no, but I know it was in Perth and had primal? swimming and nearly drowned. Was it Primal? Some shit. Yeah, anyway. They're all called Primal. So, <laughs> so um, I, got, I was into this this phase where I was really really I'd, I'd read something or i'd listened to something and i was really adamant on hurting really badly in my warm-up so that the first time i hurt in the workout wasn't like the first time all day that i'd hurt or wasn't since the last yeah. workout and i remember there was this workout i didn't do particularly well in it but it was it was tough for me i think it was like 70 kilo thrusters or front squats or something and i remember, oh, being I remember out, this yeah yeah and i remember being at the back and i was like hurting really bad on the roll before we went in because I knew this workout was going to hurt a mm. lot and I was like, no, no, no. I need to hurt bad on this rower. Not for very long but I need to like be stinging a little bit and build some lactic up so that it doesn't sting when I'm in there and I remember doing the workout and I pushed, you know, I pushed as hard as I could and I ended up doing quite well for a workout that was really bad for me and walked off not feeling that bad. Like obviously, it still sucks. It still hurts but I remember everyone whinging about how much pain they were in and people couldn't they're picking themselves off the ground and they couldn't walk and their bodies were destroyed i didn't feel that at all and i actually performed really well in that comp i think we all did really well and i th i put it down to a lot of that comp was because i was warming my system up really properly so by the time because it's all about that oxygen co2 exchange right if you've built that up if you've created that transfer a lot in the warm-up then that engine's roaring it's ready to go right it's ready to go full steam and i just remember in that workout in particular soon as we got to that thing, I was like, oh, I've already, like, this feels familiar. I've already got here. And my body felt warm. It felt good. And then that after effect, that, that hangover where people get hit so bad by the lactic. Because at that point in the workout, you can't let your heart rate come down and flush it out and then go again. It's too late, right? You, you're in it now. Yeah. And if that, if that oxygen CO2 exchange is not on fire, it's going to get stuck in your system. It's going to be hurting. Yeah, most people don't realize that when they get a bit of that second wind in a workout, it's like, no, you just warmed up. Yeah. Now, now yeah. you're ready to start. Yeah. That yeah. is the truth. It's truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. So anyway, uh, one of the other things that you guys need to appreciate uh, for warming up, which is falls um, a little bit outside conditioning, depends on the conditioning work that you're doing. So the cardio, but uh, it's, your, it's your activation and rehab. You know, super important. Probably the biggest one that we started using it for was Olympic weightlifting. Because obviously Olympic weightlifting is so dynamic, you know, you're talking about the snatch, you've got all the upper back muscles, all the shoulders, basically the wrists, every single muscle in your body, your hips, you have to get ready, you have to get it warm. But doing 
20-minute bike sprints is not a way to warm up for the snatch, right? You had to warm up your rotator cuffs, your upper back muscles, your nervous system as well. Sometimes we'd pull some heavy snatch deadlifts or whatever. You know, you do some exercise, some speed exercises so that you feel nice and snappy as well. So there's, if you want peak performance, you want to be optimized, you've really got to look at, okay, what am I doing? What am I weak at? What can I get better? And then build that into your warm-up. Warm-up's a great place to do that stuff. Yeah, it's really... Is for this part of the warm-up, I think that it's such a good place to put all the boring exercises you just don't normally want to do. Yeah. End of the session, you will end up skipping it. Yeah. That's just like a fact of training. Yeah. You worked hard, you're like, oh, let's get to this protein shake. But before the training, it's such a good time because it sets you up to train better anyway and you can get it in. Yeah. You know, there's a few exercises you really need to do, really need to do some rotator cuff work. You can do it three or four times a week, put it in the warm-up. Yeah, and the value is, and people have probably experienced this, that when you do it right, you know, say you warm up correctly for a deadlift, you do a bit of you know, the McGill Big 3, you warm up your core, you warm up your back, you get your hamstrings nice and nice and warm, you do some single leg work and you pull that first weight off the ground, it almost feels like you're a different person. Yeah. You almost feel so ready for it and that's invaluable. That's going to dictate the quality of your session. That that first weight moving off the ground, if it, you just feel primed and switched on and warm and safe, everything's going to go well from that point. Yeah, and truth is, I find that if you have 50 minutes to train, if you spend 15 minutes warming up, then you train really well for 35 minutes. You get more out of it than no warm-up, 50 minutes training. Yeah. Because once, you, once you're once you on, you're on. And you train so well. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel confident, yeah. right? Mentally as well, you feel really good. So, um, it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile. And I will say, final point on the sort of the activation rehab stuff is, it also can be overdone. Like sometimes people are like warming up and activating yeah. every single muscle and like doing three sets and they're doing like every single position before they touch a bar. You, you can go down that path where you're overdoing it a little bit. You make yourself a little bit paranoid uh, that you need every single exercise to be ready. It's usually just, you know, two or three things that, you, you know, some positional drills, um, some nervous system drills, you know, a really good rotator cuff drill that you know works really well for you. Just a couple of things in there and then you're good to go. Yeah, no, not every muscle needs to be no. stretched. And we, <laughs> we went no to that phase. Went through that phase. It was like, all right, cool. We're going to want the toes, foot <laughs> activation, calf, shin, knee. Oh, fuck. I forgot heel, like back to heel. It's like, it's crazy. And then we do like wrap our knees and shit. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, we, we went deep for a while there. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, next thing probably to consider is uh, your breathing. So that was one thing that kind of came later in our warm-ups uh, and, and later to our attention in many ways, but was getting our uh, getting ways to breathe more efficient. So that would be really just kind of working on nose breathing at the mm. start. Now, um, you know, the, the fastest and quickest way to get oxygen in and out is through your mouth, but the most efficient form of breathing and the, I guess the best way to breathe is through your nose. So if you're doing hard conditioning, a great way to warm up is just nose breathing. And that really primes your uh, your breathing system to get ready for a workout. And then if you know, you're really starting tapping into that top end uh, and you need to open your mouth and use it, that's a great time to use it. But you really miss all the benefits of nasal breathing if you're not adding it into your warm-up. Yeah, it's just it's the perfect time. You can feel the difference when you do it. Yeah, yeah. It just You just feel more open. Mm. You just feel more ready. Um, okay, and then last point on this. Obviously, it's a short one, just like a warm-up, guys. But... Uh, in order to peak for performance. Now, you know, if uh, if Raf's going to perform an open workout and he's one spot out of qualifying, his warm-up needs to be on point, you know, because you're going for peak performance. Every percentage matters. If I'm going out for a light 30-minute jog because I just need to get a little workout in for the day, not going to need much of a warm-up, right? So, in order to... It's it's a, it's a rule. For, for peak performance and when you're competing, you must warm up correctly. And, uh, you know, we heard it on the Andy Galpin show, but... 
you know, even the best UFC fighters in the world, they don't even warm up properly out the back. And they go into the cage. I don't know what it was. It just wasn't on. I just felt flat. I just couldn't get going. Warm up. Didn't do the warm up yeah. properly. He sees it all this all the time. Even the best guys in the world, even the guys that hold the belt, he's like walks into their change room. He's like, "What are we doing here? This is not preparing us to get ready for a fight. You're just on your back, rolling around and doing some jiu-jitsu. No, we need to be sprinting on the air bike. We need to be like charging the nervous system up. We need to build up a sweat. You know, we need to be like doing intervals. So there's so much to it." But when it does come to peak performance and when it comes to competition, the warm-up is a non-negotiable and a good yeah. warm-up. And I would probably add as a side note to that as well, it's just a similar thing with injury. And so many injuries really just came down to a really bad warm-up on the day. So yeah. just all the time in the gym. Oh, man, don't know what happened. Tweaked it on this day. Man, that was the day you just had a really short, really, really average warm-up and you went in there and did it. And I know that you can see often really good athletes that do very little of a warm-up. The truth is, the more frequent you train, the less warming up you need. Yeah, people that train twice a day every day barely need to warm up. They're and, warm. They live warm. And the climate as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you like got a training camp in summer. Yeah, you, you almost never need to warm up, right? Because you're training all the time and you're warm. If you don't train that often, and that's once a day, once a day is not that often, four times yeah. a week. And yeah, you're you're in a cold office. You have to warm up. Yeah, yeah. Like people that are laboring on their job, they're like warm <laughs> yeah, all day. Warm. They can walk, work out in the afternoon without much of a warm up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That total body warm warmness yeah. through the whole day. So there it is, guys. Uh, are warm-ups a waste of time? Absolutely not. Uh, there's so many things to consider when it comes to it. And a great warm-up means a great workout. So absolutely follow that principle. Listen to the stuff that we told you today and, and definitely follow it and you'll get a maximum benefit. So guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.